Hello, this is John Renaud, and you're listening to the Mobile Radio Carnival via the CEF.world. Check us out, Uncommon Genius for the Common Types. So let's see. You are one. Two. Yeah. And uh, we're just going to, like I say, we're just going to tell the world a little bit about how you have uh, musical magic at your fingertips Mm -hmm. and your voice Mm -hmm. and uh, the fact that you're a poet. But first, what we need you to do is to read that fancy introduction. Right, right. Do it up. Hello, this is Anthony Bernal, and you're listening to Mobile Radio Carnival with your host, John Rinald. Dude, that was fantastic. How are you doing today, Anthony? I'm doing great, John. Great. Hey, can you do that in Spanish by yes, chance? Yes, I can. Oh, my God. That would be so exciting. Hola. Soy Antonio Bernard. Your escuchillín. Mobile carnival. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that work, man? That worked pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So uh, so that's the name of the podcast. I'm, you're going to be the first guest on my podcast. I'm honored. Honored beyond. And you know why words, that is? Really? The reason why? I came up with the idea of this podcast is that um, I feel like I have had the privilege and honor of meeting some of the most interesting characters and people on the planet of which you are one of well thank you so much of course and we're going to talk about the fact that you're an amazing musician songwriter and a poet as well great just letting you know what we're going to talk about and then you can kind of talk about me a little bit and tell the world how silly i am or whatever you feel is appropriate there's no rules here anthony oh good good here at the the mobile radio carnival. Right, the carnival. I don't know how you yeah. said that in Spanish. Hello, this is Anthony Bernal, and That's you're listening nice. to the mobile radio carnival with your host, John Renault. I like that. Yeah. Can you do that again in Spanish, though? <laughs> I really liked where you were going with Spanish until you kind of didn't have a conclusion yeah, for us. Yeah, I didn't do well in, in Spanish. C. Yeah, I got a C plus, I think. Well, yeah. you're. it's yeah. funny because you're like my mentor about um, you know certain uh, cultural things that I don't understand being a gringo from Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. Detroit. You know, story of my life really John is uh when I was in school I got C pluses. You know, that was it. I'm surprised C you even went to school. I, I <laughs> you know, I, I went mostly. <laughs> C pluses. So what does that yeah. say about you? What's then it? when I got in college I got Bs, B pluses, Bs. Well, what uh, was going on there? Uh it was called studying. Oh. I started to study. You, you went was, to work. Yeah, there's a lot of catching up to do. Nice. You know, so you have to put the time in. Put the time yeah, in. Yeah, read the chapters over and over. And, and uh, even then I got B+. Then you moved to B+. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing in life? Did you did you graduate to? at least a, you know. A-? minus. A- minus nice. now, yeah. Doing well with that. A- minus yeah. is great. So you're a proponent of school then. The oh, school yeah. of life. Oh, yeah. School's great. Yeah. yeah. Everybody should go to school. So one of the things I'm going to do, in fact, for uh, throughout this show is play some of your music and in the the little break sections. And uh, oh, cool! You know, we're gonna. Wow! I wish I had the new stuff out, huh? Well, the old stuff's a good place to start. I can always have you back on, man, to promote the new stuff. Yeah, the new stuff. But like, you know, I, 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 your song "On the Make" in particular is one that I'd like to feature on this show. Uh, Oldie but goodie. Yeah, yeah, and there's you have some other ones like uh, the mundane blue. 
lose, I think, would be great oh, for the show. In fact, that's really I might old. use it just to start the show. <laughs> oh, I have another to... album after that. Well, we're going to yeah, get to it. Why don't we yeah. talk about uh, the name of your band is what? The Glen Livers. Glen Livers. The Glen Livers. The Glen yeah. Livers. Now, does that mean drinking liver or is that? Uh... No, it's just something that came to me while I was uh, like laying on my bed, I think. Uh-huh. You know, just, I, I like know, it. It's, it's like, a name yeah, that I, can... I remembered pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, it is similar to, uh, you know, liquor, but... It kind of reminded me of, like, a, an Irish thing for something. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah, that one. I yeah. gotcha. Is that... that it kind of... Yeah, I'm like, ah, something Irish or Scottish about it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not. It's... Uh, I don't know. It doesn't have any particular meaning. It's, no? Yeah. It's just... It sounded good to me. It does. And, yeah. and I know I know um, the... Uh, artwork that you do tends to look like old school um, album art. I right. mean, was that by design? Is that something that you care about to make it feel that way? Uh, I didn't really think about it as being old timey, but... Uh, well, I mean that in a good way, because you know back in the day how they used to, you know, really take care with their album covers. Yeah, I, you know, I, I put a little effort into it. You know, I do the covers myself. Right. Yeah, everything is done. It's an in-shop thing. You know, well, I like in particular the flying wings on. Uh, yeah, that was a photograph. And what was the name of that album? That was called. Um, geez, what oh was my that gosh! I <laughs> <laughs> love this. It's called the Glen Livers. <laughs> Wasn't it Janice? I know. Oh, it was, yeah, it's Janice. There right? you go. <laughs> Thanks for stirring <laughs> my memory. <laughs> Help you out. Know, I've been I'm moving gonna, on. I'm going to ask you about your other <laughs> album where there's a there's a picture of a highway, but yeah, a little that's concerned. Solar Road. I remember oh, that ooh, one. What, what yeah, was that, that one called? Solar Road. That, yeah. That's a couple years ago now. <laughs> <laughs> working on a I'm working on two now. Is it drugs that has destroyed your memory? Uh, no, mainly age, I think, oh. and uh, stagnation. Well, you're yeah. still kind of a young dude. Yeah, I don't I'm, know yeah. if we can attribute yeah. that to age. Yeah, it's not age. It's just yeah. you know, you, sometimes you, I you know I do the work and I forget about it. And I, I got gotcha. Yeah. Uh, hey, dude, that's going to be one of the most fun aspects of listening back on this for me. Is yeah, like, uh, it's like when uh, trying to do an old song. You're like, oh man, I haven't played that. <laughs> <laughs> I played that in years. <laughs> Which, by yeah. the way, you do old songs sometimes, I'm sure, when you play out. You play oh, out yeah. in Glendale, right? Yeah, I play at Dave's Bar in Glendale. And then what's the deal with that? Um, what nights and how Thursday often? night, 9 to 1, every every other Thursday. And do you just let anyone who comes uh Yeah, I'll let anybody in? play, and you can get up there and sing a song or two. Wow, I should make it down that way. Yeah, I should. Come yeah. on down. What? So again, it's Dave's Dave's Bar, and is it on the main on street, Glendale Boulevard? It's like I think believe I believe it's seven oh eight Glendale Boulevard. There you go. And then another thing we should take care of before I uh, move us along to sillier topics is right. like uh, where can people find your music online? That would be Bandcamp dot com under the Glen Livers nice. and. Uh, it's been it's there people are checking it out and it's been been serving you know my needs pretty well so yeah check it out that's fantastic you know in fact what i'm going to do right now is play one of your songs okay we're going to take a little break and listen to the vibe from the glen livers all right
laughing to keep saying Cause your lover's on the main And you spent your time wrong And you pray For the strength to do good things But you hardly live your dreams Cause you're dreaming all the time They seem to wash away The morning light of dawn Was here but now it's gone And you're blind Yes, you worry all the time Scraping by Cause your pockets are well
right. Wow, that was a that's a great song. That's called On the Make, right? Yeah. I like that it. one. I like that one a lot. Yeah, thank you. You yeah. bet. Yeah. For some reason, it doesn't seem like I'm picking you up that well. Is that because you're sitting back and sipping coffee? Probably. Oh, there yeah, we go. There oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, we got to yeah. let these fans of yours, like, hear your wisdom, brother. Make <laughs> yes, sure you, of course. Make sure you get yeah. nice and tight yeah, to that microphone. Yeah, I'll be right there, right on it. Is yes, that the way you sing say, songs? You step way back? So I they... step, I'm right in there, right in there. <laughs> right in the groove. Well, we proved <laughs> how you sing songs. Right That's a great song. Right in the groove. I yes. love that. So another thing that you do, um, again, I do recommend people supporting you as a musician and uh, going to the, do you say Reverb Nation? Is that where you find it? Bandcamp. Bandcamp, that's right. The Glen Livers. And I have books on Amazon. Yeah, that's uh, what I wanted to talk to you about, too. You're you're a poet as well. Yeah, I write poetry. I've been writing it for, well, you know, like getting back to school. I was failing in school, and I took a creative writing class in high school, and I realized, whoa, that's what I... I like doing. I like, I figured out something finally, you know. I you was, like it. Yeah, I like it. Well, if I may be so bold um, to ask, is there money in both music and poetry? Very, very little. That's <laughs> weird. <laughs> there's more money in poetry. <laughs> so, yeah. of course, I'm being a bit of a smart ass, but really, I'm making the point that you do this not. You do this because this is something you like to do. Yeah, I do it out of love. You know, I don't really, I never really think about doing it for money. Yeah. Um, and I, it, it, do you do you reflect on like the way society is now, as far as like we'll, we'll, we're going to talk about your poetry, but I'm talking about like how these things are received. I know from music myself that it's a pretty difficult uphill road because there's just so many options out there now. Do you do you reflect on like why? I mean, I'm sure when you started, you thought, "Hey, I might be able to make a living being a musician." Oh yeah, when you're young, you're uh, idealistic. You know, you have dreams. You think you're going to be famous. Right. Uh, I, at least I did. Um, I think that wore off, and then I realized I, I still like to do it. Right. You know, and um, I'm not concerned about fame, obviously. And um, you do it because you love it. You do it because you have to do it. You wake up in the morning, you do it. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a difference between uh, an artist and a dilettante, you know. And you apply it both to the poetry as well as the music. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm working on, uh, well, I'm working on several books. How's that? Right. Uh, I have a novel that's just about ready to come out. No, uh, I have another one in the can, and I have another one that's, you know, two thirds of the way finished. And right. So you just keep working at it. Do a little. Every day, and you know, slowly but surely, it gets done. Do you do you consider like uh, poetry and songwriting the same in effect? Uh, no, I don't. They're a little bit different in that you're adding the element of music or an right. instrument. Um, but and, I mean, like the lyric, the lyrical aspect. Do you consider it just poetry, or is it a different form of poetry? If in fact you look at it that way. Um, well, yeah, in my mind, it's poetry. Um, when, when I listen to old Jimi Hendrix songs, I think that's poetry. Gotcha. You know, um, but the process is different. Where you, when you're writing a song, you have to uh, fit things in a little bit, right? Um, in a way that you oh. still have to fit things in in poems, uh, whether it be a, you know how you write the sentence, if you put a period in or comma or whatever. Right, because what if, you're, you if you're writing in a rhythm, you have to satisfy the rhythm. I assume it's the same as a song. Yeah, exactly. And you want your 
audience to understand what you're saying in a poem, you know? I mean, that's one, I mean, all poems are different, but, you know, most of the time I want people to know what I'm talking about in a poem. I'm going to be honest, yeah. the reason why I, I stopped with poetry is because all my poems were the same. Oh, yeah? <laughs> a, a blank page? <laughs> oh, a big, uh, fat, white page looking up at yeah. me, asking me in very poetic form, what? Right. What, what is what, say it? Why? The yeah. what? I wrote a yeah. poem. Uh, just I guess to preface this, I I, I have uh, I work at uh, the Dresden as a maitre d, as you know. That's yeah. uh, where I met you, three nights a week, and I I sing from time to time with Marty and Elaine. Oh, you sing every night, John. Well, any night on. that I'm there, yeah. and any night they invite <laughs> they, me up, and you'll sing until they I, tell you. I to don't leave. actually. I don't sing. I bellow. <laughs> <laughs> better than whimpering <laughs> i whimper very often yeah. but not at the dresden i bellow yeah but elaine uh marty and elaine who've played there 37 years now they're quite warm and endearing people and their characters onto themselves elaine and i wrote a poem one night when really? we were in between sets and, and if i remember correctly it was about the leaves the leaves the leaves the leaves blow yeah. the leaves Right. The wind, the wind, the wind blows. The wind. Yeah. The rustling, the rustling. The stirring. The stir. I mean, that would have been good. <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't even think of that. <laughs> wow. But my <laughs> favorite thing about it is Elaine still brings that up from time to time when, like, the audience is weird and she's like, John, it's time for a poem. <laughs> and I just think it's hysterical because yeah. it was such a, it was us just being silly, whereas you're actually a real poet. Well, in my opinion, in my, oh, I've read your you. poetry or at least yeah. some of it, not the whole volumes of it. Um, but, you, uh, you know, you, my poems are definitely silly at times. Yeah. You know, I, well, they're light. They're human. Yeah. Um, and, uh, try not to be too serious unless I'm making a point about, you know, life or something like yeah. that. But um, I think when I started off, I was very formal with it. You know, you, we, when I, I was in high school and I was writing poems and everything was formal. Was it serious as well? Serious yeah. and formal. And it just, like I was uh, from... England or something. Like you, you know? were Billy the Shake yourself, <laughs> yeah. man. I am writing a poem. Yeah. This is very important. You Step know? aside. <laughs> exactly. As I write. Yeah, just, I don't know. But don't we, don't you think, because I know when I was in a band back in Detroit, back in the day, you know, how serious I took my ass to, you know, it's just like, like, hey, man, you know, this is the song that's going to break it. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> every song broke it, you know, basically right. the eardrums of anyone listening to any song I wrote. But uh, um, I guess it's kind of a youthful thing, too, right? Feeling that importance. I think so. I think uh, Maybe it's not because there are definitely older people. Yeah, that that's valid. Important. I got But um, for me, anyways, it was like I had fallen into the trap of the dream, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, but if it's inspiration and it keeps, it gives you, you know, you eventually develop the talent out of it, then it's not a bad thing. Well, yeah, if you love doing it, it doesn't really, it's not bad at all. You right. Because you're, you know, you're perfecting your craft or trying to. Right. Yeah. And so speaking of which, I know that you were kind enough to put this odd character on the front of one of your poetry books. Yes. Uh, was uh, it Angry Tom or something? What was, what did you call it? I called the book uh, To Know Tom is Hoping He Doesn't Sit Next to You. That's right. And there's a, a picture of a 
a fellow. <laughs> a dashing, dashing angry old dude. At a bar. <laughs> who looks like he's about to wearing sunglasses punch you in the freaking yeah. kidney. And it's definitely Tom. You know, you don't want to sit next to yeah. him. Yeah. Well, if but, you uh, if you were lucky enough to see the, you know, I might put that up as a visual, visual on the uh, YouTube channel. I think channel. a vigil would be A better. vigil. Yeah. <laughs> a visual. <laughs> A vigil would be yeah, a vigil would be a, very good. A vigil. Because uh the joke the inside joke is, of course, uh I was the model for yeah. the angry Tom character. Yeah, and you did a fabulous job. I don't think I had to do yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> no, you did. You had to look over and give yeah. that sneer snare snare. Yeah. yeah. That was my idea of an Elvis sneer, snare. but it, looking at the picture itself, it just looks yeah. like a freaking really pissed off dude. Yeah, it does. But it looks like he just got off the freeway. He is a guy. I know when I looked at it, he is a guy I wouldn't want to sit next to. No. So now that was the point. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you did a great job. So in that, would you would you reflect upon like uh, some of the poems in this particular book? Would I reflect upon them? Yes, yeah. I can. Yes. Yeah. And if you want, if you can pick your favorite passage, that would be good. It would give people a sample of what you do. Oh, wow. Passage. And I know I did a play once where I played a poet, and I did a ton of research in poetry slams that the poets don't gloss their words. It's okay for you just to read them. Uh, right. Because none of the poets went like, Oh, the blue moon rose right. over the sun. You know, no However, one did that. However, there is poetry voice that everybody knows about. Yeah, how's that yeah, go? It goes like a. We're gonna get back to your book, I was though. Reading my poem, it would yeah. be like um. I woke up to a strange sound. It sounded like an animal, some kind. I don't know. I didn't do it right. You know what's cool about that? <laughs> I thought for a moment. I'm like, wow, he sounds like Jim Morrison yeah, reading his poetry. <laughs> You know, I, you do, I that do it again? all that the was time amazing. as a practical joke, and then I get on the uh, podcast scene, and yeah, you just oh, you just become this weird character, and so everybody becomes it. And she took the new. Is that kind of it? She took waiting the news well. The ocean swells we upon. Even laughed about the horizon. It. I, I can't get it, man. I can't get it. So in the book, the yeah. book is how many? How many poems? That's about uh, see, 30, I think. 30, and then well, each one, just to break it down. So. They're all different po- uh, subject. Matter. And then the and, length uh, is going to vary, The length is going to vary, yeah. written very simplistically. It's, most of them are funny. Yeah. Not all of them, but, um, you know, I was selling this thing pretty well until... Uh, change managers at uh, Skylight Books. Oh, Skylight Books. You should tell people yeah. where that's at so they that's know what you're in, talking uh, about. Los Feliz on uh, Vermont. Was it Avenue or yeah. Boulevard? Yeah, and it's just uh, north of Hollywood or just north yeah. east it's of Hollywood. Yeah, it's in Los Feliz. Yeah. And a uh, new manager came in, and uh, I don't think she liked your picture, John. Because... <laughs> She said, "You gotta get rid." <laughs> that guy is scaring she, she people. Said, we can't sell these books anymore. And oh my like, god! Really? Yeah. It's just like she didn't. She Hold didn't it. like the image. Let me look at this again. Yeah. Hang on, I'm grabbing the book as I speak. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of yeah, grim. I think she really. That dude does look really pissed. He does. Yeah, he looks angry. You 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 got it. Is that? But what it's you, good because that's, that's what, what I wanted, wanted right? Yeah, yeah. Boy, that actor but you did a write great some job too, don't you? Yeah, you know, my thing is, uh, I used to write plays. Uh, I probably have well, you told me about 50 that. plays and screenplays. Yeah. And 
all stacked up and you know you can go over to my closet and there's probably 15 over in there right and uh the thing is i mean i can i really like writing um i don't know that i'm i think that you're good at it i don't I don't think I'm bad at it, but I don't think I'm good at it. I think that my thing is being able to kind of write at a common base that mm. that isn't, you know, I mean, it has some intelligence to it. I don't know how to really explain it, but that was my thing. And I was really good with uh, um, dialogue. I would, I've been paid uh, on several occasions just to write dialogue for people. They would explain right. to me like, which isn't easy the to setup. do. I, I love it. Yeah. I think it's like music. I think that it's like you, you pick up on rhythms. of. I can hear different rhythms, like your rhythm. Mm -hmm. If After you leave, I could go, okay, that's the way he talks. And, and it, so therefore, I could write in your voice. And I could do that right. with a girl that he, I met at the He talks so funny. He talks funny. No, and quite contrary. <laughs> the only time you talk... I think I talk funny. <laughs> <The> only, yeah. <laughs> you talk funny. Like I hear myself. I go, wow, that's weird. You're like, who's that guy? <laughs> yeah, why is he talking like that? <laughs> well, you might want to get a little closer to the microphone there because no one's even going to hear you oh, talk. Oh, okay, yeah, I have that's on. an ongoing problem. That's okay. I'll yeah. just gently remind you. Yeah. But yeah, I like writing. I just don't um like I tried a novel once. It 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 was very I had a friend read it. She worked at uh Colorado University as a professor of I think romantic literature. Mm. And I thought, "Wow, you're like the only person I know that might understand like how things are supposed to be written." And I gave her, I think it was 100 and 60 pages right and i gave it to her and she gives me the manuscript i was like on pins and needles for the two weeks or three weeks and i get it back and i, I bust it open and, and i i like start i see all these red check marks <laughs> <laughs> there's like five on every page yeah, right yeah and i on the first page and i like leafing through i'm like oh my god there's check marks all i must really suck right and so i called the lady hera hera frost actually was her name and uh, I said, what, do I just suck at this so bad? And she goes, oh, no, 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 man, I forgot to tell you. I'm so sorry I forgot to tell you. I make, contrary to what people are uh, conditioned for, I make check marks when I see something that's really good. Oh, well, that's great. I felt pretty good about yeah. it. But she also added, she goes, look, she did say, she goes, you know, your advantage as a writer is you're not trained. Right. And she meant that as I go. Well, that doesn't sound good. And she goes, No, no, no. You don't have you don't have to worry about the same rules I have to worry about because they're ingrained in me, mm -hmm. and you can kind of write however you want to write. Hmm. Um, with that said, it was a very dark thing, and she was she said, uh, I can't really judge the piece though because it, I was like horrified the whole time because hmm. it was about the death of a, a young boy whose body was found in a creek, and so it was pretty grim. Yeah, that's. But it was a lot of work, yeah. and and I guess I didn't know what to do with it. And I mean, at least with your books, you found ways to market uh, yourself. Well, you know, that's the that's the byproduct of doing the work. You know, once you have the work, you I don't know it. if it's the byproduct, but it, you know, when you're when you're finished with it, you put it up there and see what happens. You right. Know? I remember. It's not very important to me. Tell you the truth. Well, it is in a way, right? Because you, you have to do it or else. Well, the work to me is important. Yeah, the marketing the, is what you The need. marketing part, you know, I wish I had someone to do that, you know, for me, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I think in many conversations we've had, I, I think we're kind of like 
old school guys in a way where yeah. it's like um, having to learn how to get 50 million you know, hits on a social media platform just isn't something I want to spend my life no. learning how to do. Plus, you just, you know, there's, if, if I, there are systems to get getting recognition, and one is money. You know, if you pay the right PR guy, right, or girl, you'll you'll get those hits. You know, they'll make sure you get those hits. Yeah, you know, it's, there's no secret to fame in some respects, but. But you got to want to pursue it at that yeah. point. And I think it used to come to people who didn't necessarily pursue it so ardently in the past. Right. Yeah. Because of the systems that were in place and like finding talent opposed to talent proving themselves today. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just, I do it because I, you know, I already said this, but I just love doing it. Yeah. You know, so it's part of my process in life. I wake up, I you know, I either pick up the guitar or go straight to writing. Right. So, you know, I have my coffee. It just feels good to, yeah. to wake up and do that in the morning. I, I totally yeah. get that. Yeah. And uh, is there a, a uh, website that they can go to to find your poetry? Uh, you know, I have uh, anthonybernal.blogspot.com. Um, I don't have a... I'm on Instagram, Anthony Bernal or Bernal. Yeah. Um, and you might want to spell that really quick for him. Uh, it would be B-U-R-N-A-L-L, Bernal. Uh, it's a, that's a play on my last name, Bernal, B-E-R-N-A-L. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, with that said, we're going to take another quick break, and then I'm going to be back, and we're going to, I'm going to delve into yet more of your, your hidden personality oh, here. Oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah, we're going to hear another song by you, though. How's that? Great. Fantastic. All right.
that song was another song by the Glenn Livers titled Song of Joy and Sorrow. You know what I like about that song? It really reminded me of kind of a, not a literal translation of, but it has like a Grateful Dead type feel to it. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah you know, and I know you get, and I know, you, you again, you want to be closer to the mic, but yeah, yeah, sure. I know that you get uh, often... When you play out, people say, hey, you sound a lot like Bob Dylan, man. And and sometimes you dig that, I'm sure, and sometimes it drives you nuts, I'm sure. Well, you know, I love Dylan, of course, but it's not my aspiration to be... A copy of Bobby? Yeah, I don't want to copy Bobby. Yeah, I got you. I'd rather just be my own my own guy but yeah. it's interesting because it depends on what kind of song i sing if i sing a folk song they say oh or one of my songs they might say yeah you sound like dylan and of course that's a compliment but um if i sing a, a you know from the american songbook right then they say oh you sound like sinatra oh so, nice so it's, it's just you know people always need some kind of label or well, you, you know, have a, you, you know, now that you, you say know, that. I, I really want to sound like Nat King Cole, tell you the truth. <laughs> that would be beautiful, wouldn't yeah. it? That man had a he had voice. A, yeah, he was slick. Slick, like, slick, He slick. could just talk and yeah, like, hey, okay, I'm listening. Yeah, he was a fancy, snazzy dresser for sure. He was. Yeah. Hey, I guess he lived over in Hancock Park. Yeah, he, which, had, he had some trouble out there, from yeah. what I understand. The whole, you know, black and a Jewish community, I would think. I don't know. Or, yeah, it was just an uppity, it's still an uppity community. It's really it nice out there. It is beautiful. Yeah. I've been, I've been through it. It's, it's a lovely area. Yeah. And, uh, I think Elaine mentioned, um, Elaine from Martin Lane, that he had a wonderful house. I, I don't know if that meant she hung out over there, but I would assume that. Right. That, but, um, but yeah, he was great. But you know, it's funny. I could see where someone would say, um, Sinatra, albeit, I don't think I've heard you do, I heard you do. Uh, standard live but you did it with your rock band right right but i can see because you do have an ability that that is a lot more difficult than people think which is to kind of feel like you're talking while you're singing right and you do that really well yeah well actually in many respects that's what i don't want to say that's what sinatra did but that's what they say he 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 did change his style over the years from being a you know, a traditional singer. And he, you know, he developed his own style. Right. Yeah. I think he started modeling himself after Bing Crosby out of all people. Right. And then he moved into what we know as Sinatra. Right. And, you know, there was a definite style back in the, you know, he was born, what, 1917? Yeah. Still singing. 20-ish. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a little (laughs) bit of time back. Yeah, I mean. Well, like there's style now too, if you think about it. Right. Yeah. If you like, yeah, I, I find that the modern style interesting, to tell you the truth. Sometimes I find it fatiguing. I'll yeah. just be straight honest. I, I find that uh, auto-tune I, I can deal with in certain songs, but there's a certain vocal approach that a lot of singers use in the contemporary right. that just doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. But mainly it's because everybody's doing the same thing that, you know, that bothers yeah. me. Like, man, just do your own thing, you know? I saw online a study that, talked about this let me think if i can remember it was like the they did a test on the actual frequency variance of songs from the 60s and 70s versus those of today and basically scientifically you know according to this website they they proved that there is less going on and it's much the same type of frequency in today's music compared to the you know the 60s and 70s that seems to make sense it seems more uh mid 
mid-rangey yeah and uh bassy yeah and um I don't really know. I don't. I ha- I don't listen to modern music unless I'm I hear it like at you know supermarket or something. Yeah. And uh, I just find that uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I hate hate to. You're trying to be it, nice, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> well, you know, it's, I don't want to be the the guy, the old guy, yeah. dagging on the young folk. But I just wish people would take more chances. Um, I well, wish one guy that, I heard the other day that was yeah. really, really good was, you know, Mac Miller, who, who, um, he's no longer with us, but he had, he had a lot of rhythm. He was soulful. Yeah. He had it going on, you know. No, I gotcha. And I really enjoyed that. He wasn't using auto tune or anything like that. He was just doing, you know, singing from the heart. No, I get it. That, that makes sense to me. And you know, I, 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 I will say it again. I, because I, I know we're fall, we will fall into the idea that we're just old guys that don't like what's going on now. But I, I don't mind auto-tune on certain songs. But, like, I got to tell you, I, I, where I go and get my hair cut here in Burbank, the young lady tends to have this country music uh, stream up on the TV. And it's, like, young country or contemporary. I'm not sure what it is. But I was shocked the first time I heard a country song with auto-tune in it. Right. And, I, yeah. and it, it just, I mean, it it didn't remain country to me is what like i'm not a country purist guy i don't even like a lot of country right. i do like some but the thing i found interesting was it, it destroyed country it made it a country song feel like a pop song well yeah it, it like they're chasing something you yeah know, they're chasing a like they can't just be a country artist they got to be a pop artist right. instead of a country uh, artist in the modern sense yeah and, uh, yeah i like country i like old country some of the modern country is really really funny and good yeah i appreciate it um but yeah that would throw me off to hear an auto-tune country song it was freakish and i like i like the country you know a couple years back i i felt a lot of country was old rock right but then i show up to get my hair cut from this lady and i'm like what the hell is this right yeah well you know the thing about country it makes makes a lot of money and if uh, someone decides, well, I got to be like everybody else, right. even to the point where you're going to auto-tune a country song, and then that's what you do. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> define yourself as a, as an Americana artist at, at some level, right? I used to. And I'm not sure. What, you know, I like, you know, writing. Uh, interestingly enough, I've been writing these um, mystical folk songs. Right. You know, I like the sound of that. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like... Uh, I don't know where they come from. They kind of sound... From the mystic. Yeah, from the... From the cosmos. Yeah, from the cosmos. And um, working on that, I'm halfway through that album. But um, yeah, I'll I'll write whatever comes to mind, country or rock or depending on my mood. I like funk, you know, funky songs. Funk's great, yeah. Yeah. So just trying to do it in my own way right? which is important to me. However... That's what makes an artist an artist. Yeah, sometimes it does sound like you know derivative but yeah there's yeah i have to make that conscious choice or am i going to go with it or not and yeah sometimes i do sometimes i don't no i get it because even when i do like the uh dresden cowboy when i add to my dresden cowboy catalog which i call like nouveau americana it's kind of the same thing i'm not sure what it is i you know grew up on i mean, grew up in detroit listening right. to rock and roll in detroit as well as motown and it's a mixed bag, and it's all blended in some ways now, I think. And, and I guess that's kind of where you would lie as well. Like right. You're going to yeah. also 
change through the years. And... Yeah, of course. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be stylized right. in that way. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I started with one chord and then I moved up to two chords. And, <laughs> yeah. And next year I'm going to be able to do rock because I'll know three chords. Right. Well, that's part of the excitement for me as well as learning um, how to play the guitar, really. You know, right. I started off as a bass player and um, I realized after some years that it's difficult to write songs on the bass. Right. Unless you're like Geezer Butler or something like that. Yeah. And um, so I switched to guitar and... And that's been a process of, you know, kind of, kind of clumsy as a guitarist. Right. But um, I do like to um, learn new things. And so that keeps me interested. Good, good. You know, you're, I go to the University of YouTube and I learn, uh, you know, songs and yeah. whatnot. But also, you know, picking styles. And it's it's just really keeps me interested. Well, you also, I mean, I guess I just thought of this, too. We should mention you play out... Um, at least once every once month a and month. a half yeah. at the Dresden. I play at the Dresden. Oh, yeah. More like once every two months yeah. or so. Yeah. But that is, they do a Monday night thing at the Dresden yeah. um, where it's, uh, I guess it's kind of a mixed bag of rockish, bluesy. Yeah. Um, you know. You never know what you're going to get with the, you know, the bands. It's always different. Yeah. But it's so. Mark over there is yeah. kind of running the Monday night now. And, yeah, he's and, doing uh, a great he's job. Got, yeah. yeah. And he's got a great musical ear. He spent, he goes to a lot of freaking shows. Yeah. And, and he's trying to develop a new vibe and, and something that's uh, contrasting to what Marty and Elaine yeah. do, which is just straight up jazz and standards. Right. Uh, right. But I wanted to mention the fact that you play there Monday nights. Right. And, and uh, we play other places as well. We're, I'm going to play Viva Cantina. Oh, great. Uh, you get in there, and then you can tell me how to get in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, the Martinizer's his name, the Booker. The Booker is the Martinizer <laughs> the over yeah, there at the Viva Cantina. Yeah. He's a cool dude. Really cool. Is he? Yeah. And they got two stages over there, right? Yeah, they have two. They have the front room, which is near the bar. Well, they have two bars. Right. Yeah. So. And what I, it's one of the few bars I've been to in LA that I really find relaxing. It's right near the equestrian center. Yeah. So there's uh, cowboys that come riding up on their yeah. horses and they stop and have a beer. And um, I remember I had a bullet rye. I ordered a bullet rye. Yeah. The guy sets it down. I moved into the room to. I was seeing uh, Jane, uh, Dick and Jane's right. family orchestra, and so they started playing. So I move in, I grab my drink. I move into the room, and then I, I sat at a table and watched the whole set. Um, got back up to go back into to pay my bill and the bartender was like at the front bar. Ah. And I thought, wow, I'm in LA and this guy isn't hawking me to make sure that I'm paying my bill. He didn't ask for a card. Right. It was really relaxing. Yeah, it's a great place. The people so, are nice. Uh, yeah, I found it really, really cool that way. Um, yeah. It, it, that's cool. That, uh, you know, please do let me know when you're playing there. I'd yeah. love to come out and see I, that. I just have to confirm a booking. He, he said he'd get back to me. So Hopefully, is it yeah. possibly a Saturday night? Ah, uh, that I don't know. Yeah, because yeah. you know I work uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday up there at the Dresden. Yeah, so which is an interesting place. Oh, it's oh, it's own. Yeah, we'll yeah. get into that yeah. one time yeah. soon, man. We'll leave that one for a whole other day because that's you know what I really wanted to talk to you about too. Yeah. Um, because I when I made my notes, uh, I go, uh, you know, this is what this is really interesting stuff about you is is the music, the poetry. And the fact that you, you know, I bust your chops and you're a bit of a hermit and you're oh, a bit yeah. of, because yeah. you built your own kind of off grid scenario. Oh yeah, I did. I built a, built my own tiny home. Nice. Yeah. 
And what motivates a guy? I mean, all of a sudden, one day you woke up and said, screw it, I'm going to build my well, own house? or what, you know, Yeah, happen? I was working really hard. Uh, you know, take pride in my work. And um, realized that I was just spinning my wheels. Uh, Money-wise, you, know, you mean? Well, yeah, the rents have increased. Yeah. I was spending much of my earnings on rent. And I foresaw the downturn of the economy in 2008. I was like, oh, things are going to tank out tank out here yeah. i better make a decision so i uh, built a a cabin i said oh well i'm gonna build this cabin and i built it and um so i've been living in it for close to seven years now that's really yeah. cool um and it's not very big and but it it does what i need it to do and that's an interesting po- project as well because uh you know you're constantly working on it and improving it and yeah. making it better and um and also, I, I've built built it more with uh, found lumber, you know, lumber from yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Like reclaimed, basically. Reclaimed lumber yeah. from construction sites, whether they knew it or not. And I was... Scabbing uh, some scabbing. stuff, baby. <laughs> that's what we used to call it in Detroit. Scabbing yeah, things, what man. What are you doing? I'm looking for wood. <laughs> what are you doing on site? Nothing? Yeah. So it's, You'll see. <laughs> yeah. Can I have that brick? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that two by four up for grabs exactly yeah. man hey so when you say small what is it like 10 by 10 12 by 12 it's 12 by 12 with decks you know, i have the two i have a 10 foot deck and i have an eight foot deck and uh, i built it under a bunch of trees and yeah no one really knows it's there and then so like in the idea of a tiny house the deck is then an extension of the living space like, right exactly nice. you use it you know it's a it's another room really right you know? Well, you would have two at this point. And then how tall are the ceilings? Uh, the ceilings are 12 at, nice. at the apex. Oh, you got uh, exposed lumber on the underside of the yeah. ceiling. Oh, that, I think I saw a picture of that. Yeah, That's right. And, um, you know, I have it angled down for yeah. the rain. Yeah. And um, actually, it's two levels. Because I built it on a slope. Yeah. And the first level is um, the kitchen area, the kitchenette area, and then the second level is where I have my bed. Right. And I uh, have built some cabinets. And uh, this, I built the step down to accommodate the slope because it's a pretty steep slope. Yeah. So um, I, as a result, the ceiling ceiling on the second level seems higher than it's on the like first. Like vaulted or something. Yeah, it's vaulted. Gotcha. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting. There's, this, uh, you know, I don't know if we're in Los Angeles and uh, Los Angeles. Los and uh, yeah, it's interesting because there's a lot of wildlife out there. Yeah, there is. there's coyotes, raccoons, skunks. And uh, when I first start, you know, moved in, there was uh, a lot of killing going on. Coyotes. Are going <laughs> <laughs> that coyote, he's a really crazy clown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're crazy clowns. <laughs> When's he going to learn that he never can? Yeah, no, you down. And you're like, holy moly, there's a killing going on, right? <laughs> there's <laughs> a killing. <laughs> now we know the name of your, your novel, your yeah, first exactly. novel, The Killing. And then, you know, the it's, coyote killing. It gets, obviously, it gets pretty rough. You know, they have like, there's two or three coyotes after one you know raccoon or yeah it's not much that of a poor raccoon yeah it's he, going down i don't know if you've ever heard a raccoon squeal but oh yeah it's, it's a little bone chilling when you're in bed you're like oh my <laughs> the god the guy's right outside clawing on your wall <laughs> yeah. help me yeah and I, i'm like should i help? rocky, should rocky I help? stop it's nature should i you know get involved <laughs> 
yeah. Oh my. Yeah. So that was going on for you know years, and then um, that's funny. Then someone built a house across the hill, and I think that messed up the uh, coyote den. That, yeah. And uh, they subsequently went to the other hill. Did I, you did you get deer up there? No deer, because you, you live up in uh, in an area that ha, that's in L.A. that ha, that's very hilly. Yeah, it's hilly. Gotcha. Uh, no, the deer is uh, there. You know, of course, there is deer in L.A., but yeah, it's but on not the where other, you're at. See, on the other side of the 134. Yeah. Closer to Glendale and Pasadena. Does it make you feel? Um, I mean, this is probably a strange question, Did but I does, say is I say there are deer. There yeah. is deer. <laughs> there is there deer. Is deer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. you must! You're always the writer. You're like checking oh, yourself no, as you. I, I'm a lazy speaker, so I'm like, oh, okay, what did I say? So, I mean, it it must be strange in a way. To, I mean, it's a pretty unique thing. You built your own tiny house in L.A. You obviously decided to downsize in a world that you're surrounded by a bunch of A personalities that are competing and killing like the coyotes right. on a daily basis, only it's in the industries that, that are here. Mm-hmm. Does it make you feel like uh, like lone boy out or like just unique or does it? do you just assume, hey, this is my life? Mm, well, I've always been a little different. Gotcha. Um, even from my own family, you know. My, yeah. my brothers are pretty, you know, Normal, quote unquote. They had Normal. steady jobs. <laughs> they followed my mom's advice, which is good advice. Yeah. And found, you know, your, you know, city jobs and whatnot. But yeah. so I've always felt a little out, uh, different from. Gotcha. I, I, this might be part, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I never considered myself like rebellious or out of the box in a way or like pushing myself to a different place. I always just felt I was non-conforming. Right. Is that kind of what you mean? Or? Uh, to an extent, in my mind, there are, uh, I have a, a philosophy about life. And in, in that, it's obvious, you know, we live, we die. And it, you have to make up your mind as to what you want to do with your life and what's important to you. And for me, working for someone else uh, to pay rent so my landlord could send their kids to college or whatever was it wasn't benefiting me in the way that I you know I was doing the work yeah. you know just for a place to live and I was spending a lot of time doing it and there was some aggravation involved with that as well no I, I can relate to and, what uh, you're saying uh, you know I did it dutifully for years and I realized, wait, I'm just, you know, my art is what I am. I am an artist and I'm not going to, you know, spend my time spinning my wheels if I don't have to. That's, that's the trick. You have to figure out how you could go about your life and support yourself really. Cause the, the system requires money. Yeah. And you, so you need a certain amount of money. And, um, I think that's what, uh, that's what crunched me the most was this idea of having to work so much to pay the bills out here. I mean, there's a lot of people that are in, on entitlements out here in the right. sense of there's a lot of wealthy, you know, right. trust fund people yeah. out here, which I personally, I more power to them. Yeah. You know, their lucky. parents figured yeah. out something and they handed it down to them. And, mm-hmm. you know, I have no ill will towards someone who's like got that kind of thing going. And I'm a little envious, to be honest, um, because it seems like it might be easier, but, uh, I think the thing that crunched me was, you know, working class 
um, existence and then hammering it out here in LA. And it's like, wow, I moved out here without a true working skill set. I have to go to a really low pay scale. You know, right. it, it's yeah. now I'm giving away time. Right. Which I can't be an artist, uh, you know, to use your phraseology well, at yeah. that point. It's difficult to do both, you know, to, be, yeah. to create and have a job. I mean, I, I tried to do it for years yeah. and I, you know, I had a pretty decent job at one point and I'd come home and write poetry at night yeah. and, uh, but it, it just got a little too tack. Well, it's hard to create cause you have other yeah. things on your mind. You have, you, know, you have work on your mind really. Yeah. And I think it's cool because this is so relevant to why people choose tiny homes to live in, which I, that's another thing I'm a little envious about. I would, I would love it. As you know, I've talked about buying yeah. some property out in the desert areas and right. building a kind of a mini small tiny house compound and, and I'd love to do it, but you've done it. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. It, it took some, uh, well, it was natural for me. I figured, okay, this is what I need to do. And then right. I just did it. Did yeah. you have construction experience prior or did you have to figure it out as you went? I figured it out. Nice. You know, I, I, I did go to a school when I was a kid. It was called an intermediate school. Right. And we had um, a class called World of Construction, but none of us did anything we just sat around and talked you know yeah. we looked at the book and you know we never did really build our right. project the way we were supposed to but um but you gotta you gotta be in that class if actually I remember yeah <laughs> got a c plus <laughs> or satisfactory you got an s yeah but uh yeah an s i i a friend of mine lent i uh, lent me some books and um i just Started went, at it. went online and looked, you know, how to, how to build a wall, you know, that's what you do yeah. and just figure it out. And it's, it's, it's not rocket science, you know? Yeah. And if you make a mistake, you just take it apart and do it over, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just the process. That's cool. Uh, yeah. You know, I think, I think we've covered a lot for today and what I'd really like to talk about briefly and then, then we'll just wrap up is like, uh, you're an LA guy. Yeah. Born and raised. Yeah. Born and raised. I was born in Pomona. Pomona. Yeah. Pomona Raceway. Uh, Isn't that that place? Ra raceway, yeah, Raceway, exactly. Raceway. I was raised in Montebello. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so I think just cause I come from Detroit and I'm little uh you know la is a cool place it, it's sunshiny i mean there's all kinds of pluses that when you move here you think have existed forever maybe talk a little about the changes you've seen in la in your life oh yeah you're well, like what 42 now and getting up there yeah <laughs> <laughs> I look 35 <laughs> ah. uh well yeah there's far more stop signs than ever and a lot know? more people right well I don't, yeah, it's always been people. The air is a lot better. Yeah, I'll tell you the truth. So that's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. Um, growing Traffic, up, traffic's better, I assume. Traffic is far worse. Gotcha. Far worse. There used to be a rush hour or two hours. Now it's all. Well, day. it was an hour, and then yeah. it grew to two hours, and now it's just six hours. And that's just the result of poor planning and people just trying to get theirs and building stuff without concern for the community really well they, yeah i do notice that certain areas of the freeway funnel down to like two and a half lanes and you got seven lanes funneling down that's going to cause a problem yeah it's gonna, but people don't care they're just like oh no. i was just do it anyways but uh yeah actually it was a little bit looser back in the day tell you the truth um how so well like i said there's less 
stop signs. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> you could drive freely without having to stop every, gotcha. you know, so many feet. Um, people were, uh, well, how do I explain it? Was it a friendlier city back then? Um, I find that people from LA are friendly because gotcha. it's like a small town to most people who are from born here. from here. You yeah. know, it's like no other town. You, you're here. You're just friendly because that's the way it, you get along. You know, you have friends, right? You know. Um, and I think LA gets kind of a bad rap because of uh, the uh, many people from uh, live in LA aren't, aren't from LA. Yeah, you know, they're well, trying, yeah, they're, a hell of a lot of they're people here, come. Yeah. here to make a make it big. A friend of mine says they're takers. You know, they're here for the take. Right. And that has an effect on the vibe. But I don't know if that's true or not. But, um, yeah, it was interesting growing up here because I just wasn't affected by the whole, you know, Hollywood thing because I was you literally, you know, in Hollywood. And um, so you just, it was, you see a star, it's like no big deal because, yeah. you know, it's just the way it is. Um, however, when I saw Robin Williams, when I was, <laughs> you were like, Ooh, that, Hey, like, Mark, hey, what's up? Yeah. I was trying on jackets and then he came in, he was trying on jackets and I was like, Oh my God, this yeah. is great. You know, cause I, I love, you know, I love Robin. He was great. Yeah. But, um, it is weird. I, I just, saw, uh, what's his name? Uh, Corolla. Adam yeah. Corolla. Yeah. At Home Depot yesterday. Oh yeah, and it's yeah. it's like it is strange because you expect like to see them be personality that you know, right? And in some ways they have to be because it's really them. You know what I mean? Right. It's just weird because your brain just has to figure it out and go. Well, I, I'm not going to bother the guy. I'm just going to keep going. And, yeah. But your ears like, oh, what's he talking about? Or right, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, it's you do pay attention, but yeah. it's not like ah, oh, see, I saw. Oh wow! It's, saw a very famous woman. I don't want to mention her name at the movies once. Yeah, and she was looking good, and I, you know, it was part of me wanted to go up and say hi. You yeah, know, but you just learn to stay away, give them their space, and yeah, no, we get them at the Dresden. You know, the celebrities coming in. But I think for me, the weirdest one was uh, I was I took a pool route job when I first got here. Mm-hmm. I had it I think, for like a year and a half, and I was stuck over on. Uh, I think it was um, Sunset for some reason, because I had these houses, these pools all over the place. And I had one over by where OJ's house was on... uh, Bundy? Yeah. And so I was coming back, and I was stuck in traffic in Beverly Hills, and I'm pissed, and I'm like, oh, man, blah, blah. You know, I'm going on my little rant about it, and in the process of ranting, I look over... And there's Clint Eastwood sitting <laughs> in a Jeep Cherokee, leaning over to kind of change out, I'm sure, his jazz music or whatever yeah. he was listening to. And I, it's, you know, I, I mean, it's like there's only certain people that you're going to go, every individual is going to go, oh, my God, that's so-and-so. Yeah. And, you know, Clint Eastwood's a pretty big oh, deal. Oh, he's and huge. And yeah, I was I like, love, I'm I like, I, I couldn't help but look over like every two minutes because it's like, that's Clint Eastwood. I'm, next, yeah. I'm stuck in traffic with Clint Eastwood. Yeah. You know, I think that was kind of the most surreal one for me. Yeah, that's a good one. And, yeah, it doesn't uh, get better than that. Yeah, but you know, I mean, it's it's true. I guess uh, you know, at the Dresden, I try to convince people not to make a big deal and let these people live and enjoy themselves. Yeah, um, I have a friend who went to Dan Tana's the other night, and he was having uh, celebrating a birthday with a friend, and yeah, um, uh, he posted a photo of you know Ron Jeremy. Yeah, you know, he's playing. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's playing a harmonica, <laughs> which is kind of odd in yeah. its own right. Yeah, play harmonica. Now we know what he does in his special yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> Plays the harmonica. I didn't know. I, I, didn't I toil know with ladies all day, <laughs> but at night I play the harmonica. <laughs> yeah, and he was. It was. I was like, oh my god, that's weird. That is weird. Yeah. But the world is a strange place. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. Well, Anthony, yeah. man, I want to thank you so much for being the first um, on my radio podcast. And I'm sure we're sending it off in glorious style with Great. you being the yeah. first. Is the, there any is profound... Is cast? Yeah, oh, baby. Wow. Is there any profound um, thoughts that the poet can profound leave my thoughts. audience with? Yeah, I guess I have. I can make something up. Wow, um, let's see. See, just uh, be true to yourself forever, you know. Try not to be swayed by outside forces. Once you figure it out, you have it, move on. There you go. Hopefully that helps somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. Thank yeah. you so much, buddy. Right, thank you. Hey, this is John. Thanks again for listening to the Mobile Radio Carnival via the CEF.world. I'd also like to say, hey, thanks, Anthony, for being on the show today. <laughs>